Constructive Voices, the podcast for the construction people with news, views and expert interviews. Hi and welcome to Constructive Voices. I'm Steve Randall and in this episode we're building on something we mentioned last time, the Footprint Plus event that's taking place in the UK in June. Well, Footprint Plus is a place where everybody from the whole property industry, the whole broad spectrum of different disciplines, can get together and learn from one another about all of the different uh, initiatives that we're all introducing. No one initiative is going to solve all of the problems, but together we can share knowledge on all of the good things that we're doing um, and accelerate the progress that the industry needs to make to uh, reduce the carbon emissions that we're responsible for. That's Emily Day, an award-winning architect and one of the founders of Footprint Plus. She's been talking to Henry MacDonald along with two of the speakers who will appear at the event. And of course, our man on the ground, Peter Finn, TV's Pete the Builder, is also here in just a moment. Constructive Voice media partner in Ireland and the United Kingdom is Construction Industry News. Since 2002, Construction Industry News has been focused on the very latest projects and developments within the UK and Ireland. So Pete, here we are again. How's things? All good, Steve. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. And we are going to be talking about something which, now I know you're super excited about already, but you are going to have to wait almost two months before we get there. And this is something we've talked about before, uh, but we're going to talk about in more depth on this episode, the Footprint Plus event, which is coming up in Brighton on the south coast of England, uh, 7th to the 9th of June. This is going to be a huge event, particularly when you frame it in the light of obviously COP26 that we had last year and the the new IPCC report, which uh, came out recently as well. I mean, sustainability and decarbonisation is the thing to focus on. Yeah, look, we've done a lot of that here, Steve. We've spoken about it several times. We've had some absolutely amazing guests on that have given us some unbelievable knowledge. That's going to be in a team of constructive voices on what we do here and what our ethos is all about. Uh, you know, look, we talk about other subjects and whatever's on point and we, we, we do what we do. But, you know, I think, let's be honest, our focus and when I say our focus, I mean me and you, uh, constructive voices, but also the construction industry in general. There's a huge focus on decarbonisation, climate change, all of those. I don't want to call them buzzwords because they're 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 they're, they're real. This is this is the topic that is absolutely paramount in our industry at this moment in time. So for an event like Footprint Plus to come along and to be pretty much like Santa Claus with all its toys, we're basically going to be attending this event where we're going to have so many of those people that we've already had on as guests who are you know, possibly going to be future guests who are at the forefront of this issue and are taking it serious. They're really putting their, their efforts into this. They're putting their finances into it and, and doing it in a very premeditated and educated way. And for us to be able to shine again another bit of spotlight on, on, on such a, an, an excellent event is something that I'm very proud of and I'm delighted that, that Constructive Voices are are in a situation where we can we can be involved in this. Yeah, I mean, without doubt, they're talking about 3,000 attendees, 150-plus speakers on four stages, 100-plus exhibitors and 50-plus fringe events. I mean, th- this is going to bring together so many people and what's great about it is they've got people from across the breadth of what's needed in construction so and certainly in big construction so you've got investors you've got developers you've got local authority bodies there you've got people from the worlds of finance from the legal profession you know all of these things are going to need to come together so that we can build this zero carbon world that we're working towards 
And an event like this is is great because it's going to bring everybody together. And, you know, I, there's going to be some some top-level people from some massive companies. And I think part of what we'll do when we're at the event and in the, in the coverage that we bring to listeners, because we've got listeners who are those executives who will be there, but also we've got jobbing builders listening, and we need to sort of help them to understand what it means for all of them as we move forward with these ideas. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, look, any, any construction project or anything that you do in construction starts off with, you know, a concept and then it goes from the conceptual part of the procedure to planning, then it goes on to action being taken, you know, work actually happening on site and then handover. And then you've got the, you know, obviously the building has to be able to function or the project has to be able to function properly. And I, I think that the event has been structured very similarly. I think that a lot of thought has gone into this to make sure that this is just not like your ordinary event where people turn up and like, you know, there's 20 different types of heat pumps there or something like that from 20 different companies. This is this is something different. It's basically bringing a, a network of people here who all have, yes, similar goal at the end of, of what they're trying to achieve, but they're all coming from it in a slightly different way. And, you know, we're going to get to meet and see and listen to people from all different aspects of the challenge ahead so it's coming from all all aspects in terms of its local authorities that are going to be involved developers consultants designers architects engineers you name it and right on as you said already about um you know insurance and and the legal side of things as well so the full range of professionals and players in the industry are going to be here there's a networking lounge so you can get in there you can meet people there's nothing better than than going and you know bumping into someone while you're having a coffee how are you doing what do you do oh no i heard about that wait i'll tell you what i do before you know it numbers are being cha- exchanged and you know a link has been made and you know sometimes you, you can you can really make some good connections with people at, at situations like this and look I'm afraid for all always doing this, Steve, because it sounds like I'm I'm always thinking about the money side of things. But look, I'm a businessman. I'm a building contractor. I love opportunity. I love meeting people who are similar minded in terms of they they think about a subject. Yes, they want to come up with a solution, but they're also thinking. And again, I think it's only honest to say this: they're all also thinking about how can they economically benefit from this. And how can you economically benefit from something like this? <laughs> well, you're going to be basically face to face with so many different other players in the same industry, so many similar minded people that have got ideas that have something that you can add to, to what they do and something that they can add to what you do. So, so many exciting things um, are, are going to be happening here at, at this event. And uh, it's brilliant. Re- really, really looking forward to it, Steve. I, I think we've got a couple of, of little snippets coming up as well from, from um, some of the people involved. Yes, we have. We're going to hear from uh, Tim Rowe who is a low-carbon consultant. Also, Joe Jack Williams, who's involved in uh, architectural design. And also, Henry McDonald's been talking to Emily Day, who's one of the founders of the Footprint Plus event. So let's hear from them, and we'll come back and talk again shortly, Pete. This is Constructive Voices. Henry McDonald has been chatting with our guests, and first let's hear from Tim Rose. He's a low-carbon consultant with 25 years in the renewable energy and aerospace sectors, and now through his role at Pivot Power, Tim is the programme lead for the Energy Superhub Oxford Project, a joint venture combining the technologies for charging electric vehicles, large-scale energy storage, and electrification of heat, which together form a core element of the City of Oxford's ambitious decarbonisation plans. Part of the challenge with relying on renewable energy 
energy is solutions such as solar and wind only generate energy while the sun shines or the wind blows. So storage of excess energy is key, and that means batteries on a huge scale. It's something we're calling a hybrid battery because it consists of two different batteries, really. One is a giant lithium-ion battery, and that's the sort of chemistry we're all familiar with in our, you know, our phones and our, and our laptops, etc. But that one consists of 15 40-foot uh, containers, so your sort of standard shipping containers. So if you can imagine 15 of those, um, two rows actually of, of eight, we're double stacking them. So this is a pretty big piece of infrastructure. Yeah. With a bunch of other sort of containers as well, containing all the electronics and all the all, all the clever uh, systems that need to need to control it. That's one part, and then the second part is called a vanadium flow battery. So it's completely different chemistry, um, but doesn't degrade in the way that a lithium battery does. So the, the nice thing about this is by combining these two things, we can improve the overall lifetime of the whole battery. Now that, in terms of scale, if you think about twenty foot containers, so sort of half the size, that consists of twenty seven of those. So all of this lot is a, a, a lot of infrastructure. Um, are they, are they double stacked? They're they, double stacked as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, and all this lot sits right next to the main national grid substation just outside and southeast of the city of Oxford. So it's it's a, a large piece of, uh, of yeah, infrastructure, as I said, combined, consisting of two main pieces. And this is going to be a sort of similar sort of model we're going to find in other cities. We won't necessarily be using both types of battery or both types of chemistry in all, in all our future projects, but there will be large numbers of um, shipping containers. They're well shielded. Um, they're right next to a substation, which is generally well out of public view. So um, from that point of view, uh, not going to be an awful lot the public's able to see, I'm afraid. But uh, um, that may be a good thing. Hear more about the project in our next episode, available from the 3rd of May. Henry's also been talking to Joe Jack Williams, an associate researcher and passive house consultant at British architectural design firm FCBS, established in 1978 and known for its pioneering work in sustainable design and the social design agenda. Joe led the development of FCBS Carbon, a tool which estimates the whole life carbon of a building to inform design decisions prior to detailed design. As a design progresses, you get a better idea of it. So as you get quantities, as you get more accurate modelling, you can make far more robust um, decisions. We use our in-house tool, FCBS Carbon. It's a good approximation of initial carbon impacts of a building. So we use things like uh, the Passive House Planning Package, PHPP, which will give us ideas of predicted energy use. And within FCBS Carbon, we can predict embodied carbon of the building and those kind of future carbon emissions coming from replacement and maintenance. It's not perfect, but what it allows us to do at those early stages is make predictions about what it could be and then see the impacts of our decisions. So if we change an interior surface, if we change the the floor covering, we change the wall, we can see how those kind of fit and work together. So you can do it. There are tools and methods out there. There's those SIBs who have produced guidance and Letty have produced guidance, the ROBA and RICS and, and many others. So we are getting to a kind of point where actually prediction of carbon impact of buildings should almost be routine. It's not quite there yet, but we are getting there. Is there some sort of machine or measuring device to do that? Is there something you put into the house or the building to compute what the carbon impact is? Yeah, the, the, the easiest way to do it. So when so I'm, I, I very much look at building performance. So I don't look at the occupants' lifestyles and, and those kind of broader things. So when I talk about that, I'm talking about their food and their waste and their transport. 
those are slightly trickier to predict. But actually, the biggest carbon impact of a building once it's built is their energy use. Mm-hmm. And, and what we actually have in the UK is lots of really good energy meters. Even if they're not smart meters, they're all calibrated. They're all fairly accurate. So we get really good data from that. And that, that's the biggest the biggest driver. When you start to look at those bigger issues of, you know, do people drive or do they take the bus or do they walk? Actually, that's really tricky to do. You know, you're in this, this realm of making personal decisions for people. And I think a lot of people instantly would find that uncomfortable. We've got a whole episode with Joe at the end of May, and both he and Tim are among the speakers at Footprint Plus in June. Next, though, to award-winning architect Emily Day, who is one of the three founders of the Footprint Plus event. Emily has over 20 years of experience working on large-scale projects and with many key players within the industry, including local authorities, developers and financial institutions, giving her a unique insight into the needs of the different parties. On the opening day of Footprint Plus, there's a session on building the housing we need now for a low-carbon future. Henry asked Emily about the private sector of house building. Does she really think the industry, the big players, are ready for the 31% lower carbon emission target? So for your listeners, the 31% lower carbon emission target is part of the new Future Homes Standard, which is coming in in 2025, coming into effect. And yes, I think all of the big players and the small players and all of the consultants are readying themselves to understand how they're going to be able to deliver that. In terms of um, big players, oh, we've got a range of sizes of housing developers, people from Exeter City Living and First Base and Socius, um, Escape Living and Moda Living, who both work with the uh, build-to-rent sector, Thacom Group, who do quite a lot of your more traditional standalone housing, and Town, who do some really interesting uh, new parts of cities like Cambridge. So, yes, I think that they're all readying themselves. I think that the marketplace is readying itself. I think that the installers and the constructors of these new homes are probably still getting to grips with some of the technical aspects of how you deliver these homes. But everybody's getting ready and they're all coming to Footprint to be able to talk about what, what they're doing to achieve that. So it's, uh, it's, it's looking good. And what about housing and social housing and public sector housing? Are the local authorities, housing associations, councils ready for this goal too? And again, can you outline if any of them across the UK will be in Brighton and Hove this June? So the efficient building stream of the conference is all about how we make the building envelope as efficient as possible and uh, let out as as little heat, which uh, usually heat, which enables uh, buildings to be lower carbon, need less heating energy. We've got a really interesting demonstrated project, uh, which is being done for the Cambridge Institute for Sustainability Leadership, which is called the Entopia Project. And they are taking a a fairly common building type in Cambridge. It's an office building, and they are refurbishing it to achieve a zero carbon building. Uh, and these techniques and strategies and details, actually getting into how you make the materials, you know, do this when you're refurbishing a building, they apply to a huge proportion of our existing building stock, be that housing or commercial buildings. So it's a really interesting project. And they've really got under the skin of the building and they've worked out how to to, to reduce carbon emissions to a very great extent. So that's great. Uh, on day one, there's also a workshop on procurement and skills, focusing, among other things, on retrofit. We've looked at retrofit on constructive voices before. You've referenced it earlier. 
in this conversation. What are we likely to learn about that during the conference? Well, that particular session um, is on the Tuesday and it's um, it's particular reference to the Social Housing Retrofit Accelerator, which is an organisation, an initiative really, uh, which seeks to help all the many organisations who have the responsibility of retrofitting housing. Um, and you can imagine the number of housing associations, local authorities, and then, and it, it also spans then into owner-occupied property. I think the estimate somewhere between 27 and 28 million homes, which are of poor quality building fabric, historic buildings, Victorian and Edwardian terrace housing, and then also all of the building that's happened up until relatively recently was not really that thermally efficient. That's a huge amount of work and we need to skill up to do it. Our contractors, our plumbers, our, our builders need to skill up to do that work. And they've been looking at how they can provide the skills and training that are necessary to get uh, those abilities out into the marketplace so that that work can can be done. We are, of course, as we speak, in the middle of a cost of living crisis wrought on in large part by soaring energy costs. Will the conference be touching on or, or, or indeed majoring on energy alternatives, things around the the home and and indeed in buildings, flats and so on, that can lower, in the end, practically can lower energy bills, even save money for people in their pockets? They're one part of the picture. Um, I don't think we've time to kind of cover the entire matrix of different energy options that are available um, in the built environment. But having said that, you know, it's going to be a bit of a mix. One size doesn't fit all. Uh, and not all of the answers are fully developed. So we've got a piece on the conference, which is about hydrogen. Everybody's very keen to know where the hydrogen through our gas existing gas network will be able to heat our homes. And we'll, there'll be a debate about that. And then, of course, we're looking at um, how we both make renewable energy in terms of electrical energy and then use it in efficient homes. Um, so there are answers. They're not instant wins, obviously. Otherwise, we'd probably already have done it and we wouldn't be talking about it. But yes, efficient buildings obviously do mean cheaper energy costs because if you have an efficient building, then you don't need to use so much energy to heat it. So that's uh, that's one of the things that everybody's very interested in discussing. It's not, not how do we do it now so much as how do we roll it out? How do we make it happen um, across the country? Can you single out one or two speakers. I'm sure they're all they're all going to be absolutely fascinating, and it's going to be a, a great event. But spe- speakers from the construction industry should be listening to at this conference. Well, I think there's probably a panel that I'd like to bring to everybody's attention, um, who are really doing something very amazing, which people are terming urban mining. Um, so we've a developer called Fabrics who have bought from um, the demolition contractor of a building in Broadgate, right in the centre of London, one to two Broadgate. They've bought the steel and working with their designers, they are reusing the steel from one building to form the new one. Obviously, it's a different way to approach design because you've got to use what you've got rather than going to the stockholder and saying, I want these sizes. But I think that's something that's going to be happening more and more. There's another example um, of of an Arab-designed building owned by British Land where they took off the external wall system, the curtain walling, uh, and created a pop-up factory in Essex to refurbish it, put in new sealed units and make it really work uh, to the current standards. 
and put it back on the building again. And hey, presto, you've got a nearly zero carbon building with a, a number of other, you know, another uh, um, things that they've implemented on that building. But that really just goes to show that we've got buildings that we can use to make our new buildings without having to always resort to uh, mining iron ore or, you know, going and going and making things. And I, they call that urban mining. Um, and it's going to become, I think, one of the cutting edge practices that enables us to drive down carbon emissions, particularly from the uh, embodied energy, um, the, the energy that it takes to make a building in the first place. Turning back to Joe, what will you be bringing to the conference? Any surprises, new innovations? And do you see it as a chance to further promote your firm's message to a wider audience? Yeah. So what, what I'm hoping to talk about is is how we approach zero carbon design and, and how everybody can do it. While there's got to be no real whiz-bangs, I suppose, of you know, his new magic toy that will fix it, what I want people to do is understand that it's a whole new area for so many people. And they've got to keep asking questions and they've got to keep finding out what's better or worse. Once we get past this barrier of a, you know, recognizing that this is all unknowns to a lot of people, actually we can start to share knowledge better. What we realize is that FCB, we might be able to produce, you know, however many buildings a year, maybe it's five or 10 zero carbon buildings a year. Um, if we're lucky, um, it's just not enough. So what I really want is to start to share those ideas about how we talk about our projects, how we get those questions raised, and how we start to broach those subjects with our clients. You know, we need to educate everybody. It's not just the professionals who are designing it. It's not just the, the kind of client or the uh, finance bodies. It's the contractors. It's their subcontractors. It's the occupants. It's the users. So thinking about all of those people and how do they all get on board with this zero carbon message? So that's what I'll be talking about. Hopefully, just using a few people to, to really get stuck into it. Constructive Voices. So, Pete, we heard from Emily Day, who's one of the founders of Footprint Plus. We heard from Tim Rose and Joe Jack Williams, who we have episodes with coming up on Constructive Voices in the next month or so. Uh, and there'll also be speakers at the event, 7th to the 9th of June in Brighton. What's really smart, actually, about choosing Brighton you know for listeners around the world who don't know Brighton necessarily you know it's a it's a, a city these days on the south coast of the UK it's got a lot of very old buildings I always feel when you're in Brighton it feels a little bit like you're walking around London by the sea and so it's got all those old Edwardian Victorian buildings but it's also a very progressive city so there's a lot of people there who are really, really pushing for change and, uh, you know, not least in, in the drive towards carbon net zero. So it's it's a great place to have it. It's it's excellent. I'm delighted. I've never been in Brighton myself, so I'm delighted to get over there and have a look. You know, it is hard to beat the buzz of, of these type of events. And, and also it's suitable for so many different people. You know, it's again, we said it kind of at the, at the start of our chat here. This is not something that's aimed towards you know, one specific area of construction or one specific niche in, in, in our industry. This is this is really going to be suitable for so many different people. This is w what's going to be happening going forward in terms of we're going to have to meet certain regulations. We're going to have to, you know, be clever about what type of products that we use. We're going to have to be clever about what materials we use um, in, in our buildings. And, you know, we'll also get to learn and see, 
is it still okay to use some of our, our ordinary or our general materials as well? Are we moving away from some of our materials or are, are we actually able to still stay with them? So, you know, so much information um, and, and to have it all there together in one event is, is it's brilliant. I think it's very well structured. I think, um, you know, if you go on the website there, you can, you can clearly see that a lot of a thought has gone into the way that this is going to be done. Again, as I said earlier, so happy to be involved and, and really can't, can't wait to put feet on the ground and start meeting people and getting selfies and do what I do. <laughs> Absolutely, you'll be dancing with some people from uh, in a high-powered roles. I'm sure. <laughs> if anyone's seen your Instagram, they'll know why. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, Pete, I think what's important here is that there are clearly going to be some of the top people from some of the top organisations in the built environment there. And for you know, a jobbing builder who may be listening, you know, they may not be able to go because they've got work commitments, or you know, the travel thing may not work for them. And I think a key role that you have there as as somebody who is in construction working, you know, as a, as a contractor on a day in, day out basis is to kind of interpret it, really interpret these big solutions that are being talked about at the event, interpret what that's going to mean for everybody, wherever they are on, on the sort of construction food chain. Yeah, I'm actually very excited to get the five for, for exactly what you just talked about there. Um, because, like you know, there there are, you know, some of the, some of the the stuff that we've discussed earlier, some of the, the 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 guests that we've had on, some of the people that are going to be speaking there, talking about some very big projects. At the end of the day, uh, we all live in houses, and we all you know need to to get work done in our homes. And I understand that uh, aspect of the market very well. So I, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what that end of the industry is going to gain um, from this because, you know, the decisions and, and the uh, the outcomes of events like this will filter down to the, the everyday job. Um, it's very simple, Steve. If you want to be successful in anything you, you, you do, you need to make sure that you're on top of your game. You need to make sure that you're speaking to the right people. You need to make sure that you're educated with the right information. You know, the, the, there's no point in just throwing something into Google and expecting to get the answers there and then. You need to go and you need to see these products. You need to speak to the people who are at the forefront of this, and that's exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, and, and I think it's worth pointing out that they are... 100% committed to this as event organisers as well. So the show itself is going to be produced with a total commitment to zero waste, for example. So they're hiring in all the things. And this is right on the seafront, by the way, uh, that they're going to be doing this event. You may think, well, hang on a minute, I can't remember where there's a exhibition venue right on the seafront there in Brighton. Well, it's because it's going to be marquees. So it's marquees on the seafront. You know, all the stuff is being hired in. So obviously it then gets reused by other events. Even the carpet is 100% recycled uh, using uh, pellets. So they've got these recycled pellets reused uh, by the plastics industry and contributing to that. There's going to be recycling points there, single-use plastic band, and all the food and drink is coming from local and sustainable uh, providers. So, you know, nothing's traveling halfway around the world. It's it's going to be Brighton-based uh, companies doing the food and drink. So they've really thought this through to make sure that the whole ethos of the event is about sustainability. And I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And the founders as well that are involved in this are, are people that they don't just run exhibitions to or, or events to, to, to make money out of them. They're, like, they're, they're people that work in construction and, and they're people that work in sustainability and construction. So this is really a unique opportunity uh, to be involved in something that has absolutely all the right intentions 
but it, you know it's it's not something that has been thrown together quickly this is something that has has taken a serious amount of time serious amount of effort to bring together so this is legitimate this is as real as it's going to get and uh you know again so excited can't wait for steve i'm gonna really make sure that i maximize w- w- what i what i can learn i'm gonna really make sure that i take uh away as much as i possibly can from from this event absolutely footprint plus brighton 7th to the 9th of june you can get your tickets now and find all the information at footprintplus.com and we've got a couple of episodes coming up in may uh digging a little deeper into uh, what you've already heard actually on this episode so tim rose and joe jack williams will uh, both be back for longer episodes in may and uh well 7th and 9th of june we'll be there at footprint plus really looking forward to it pete talk to you in the next episode cheers steve great talk as always thank you and that's all for this episode of constructive voices please take a moment to share it with others who may find it interesting follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes automatically on your favorite podcast app and rate and review the podcast if you can You can also listen to the latest episode by saying, Alexa, play Constructive Voices podcast. Here's Constructive Voices. Here's the latest episode. And on our website, where there's lots more information too. That's constructive-voices.com. Don't forget the dash. Until next time, thanks for listening. You're really helping us build something. (laughs) 